Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Hey there, cyberpunks. Welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is Tom Orr, Robots, and I am here, as usual, with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for asking. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, it's a very special Valentine's Day episode of the Lorecast. Everybody bring your loved ones close and give them a big smooch for us. Um, and it's Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, like usual. And we're uh, we're talking this week about some of the news that has come out. There's the big issue of the source code being leaked and potentially being sold off. And we're going to dig into that later this episode. Um, plus some other news, and we're also going to go into some more mods. This has been kind of the time for mods. The newest patch came out. It allowed, you know, officially allows mods to happen. Every week we've been getting new mods out there. There's been kind of an explosion of them. So I'm going to keep on covering that because there's a lot of cool stuff to cover there, uh, especially while we're waiting for the next patch to roll out and some more information on what else is coming out for this game. I feel like mods are a wonderful way to kind of tide us over for that. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that stuff as well. Logan, how's your week been? How's how's how are how are you? How are things? I'm doing really good. Things are going really f- well. I, I've been having, I'm still having a lot of fun with the game, still spending a lot of time. My buddy's been playing through it and uh, he's been kind of telling me what he's been going through. And I keep like, mm. you know, Mr. Smithers kind of like putting my fingers together as I'm like, <laughs> excellent. yeah. So I've been, I've been having a really good time with that um in steam just had uh i think they had cyberpunk on sale for like 10 percent off and i kept looking at it thinking like i could i could do a 10 percent. i could buy that for 10 percent off and, and i, I could try all the mods keep, <laughs> that's what it is it, yeah. it, it keeps going back to that mod conversation that we every time we come onto the show and we've got new mods to talk about i keep thinking like i, I could find that money somewhere like i could justify it somehow right like there's mm-hmm. there's an expense on my tax form I could probably write that off on right <laughs> and then every time every time I go to do it I'm like ah no there's other stuff that you need to do. like you already have it you're good you should just <laughs> stick with the console for now and see how it plays because that's that's half of the uh, half of the the player base are playing on consoles so it's true it's true s- stick to that and keep keep bringing in the the conversation about how patches are doing which I'm I'm I mean we should be getting a patch this month hopefully yeah. hopefully that's hopefully. yeah that's gonna be part of our conversation so we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about some patch uh some thoughts on patches and the uh the, the leak the source code leak uh at the end of the the show after the the mid part of the show but to start us off why don't we why don't we dig into some more of these mods i have a selection of them i mentioned last week that i did a video on some of the fashion mods including some of the not safe for work fashion mods so you're welcome welcome to go check that out robots radio's uh youtube channel 
But this week I've decided to avoid any of the fashion mods, any of the character changes and style mods. There's a ton of that stuff. There's a lot of it. You know, if you want to dress up your V however you want, if you want to make NPCs look different, there's tons of that stuff out there. Everybody's going to be covering that. This week I have a selection of other kinds of mods that you might be interested in. So why don't we, why don't we dig right into this? We have the yeah. first one here. This is the cyberpunk heavily customized optimization mod. Now, what is this? This is a modified version. It says right here, this is a modified version of the general optimization that greatly lowers rendering distance. How much is being rendered to the game to substantially lower the load on older CPUs along with other tweaks to give you the best frames per second. So for example, from at 1080p, 21 frames per second average, 16 minimum, 36 max to 50, that's 38 minimum, 70 max on ultra at a slightly lower resolution. And here's a graph here that kind of shows the bear this out a little bit. It's not the largest image in the world, but you can see the blue line is the new frames per second compared to the old line, average, minimum and maximum. And this is on a i7-3770 and a 1060 on ultra presets. So this is fairly older, especially for the CPU uh, build out for your PC and a way to maximize your um, <laughs> your frames per second. Now, of course, your view distance and those kinds of things are going to be significantly minimized. But if you're trying to make this work on an older PC and you've been having issues with it, then you're in luck. There's some mods out there to help you reduce some of the uh, some of the image beyond what you normally could do in the game in order to maximize your your frames per second. So there you go, Logan, if you try I running really it. Yeah, that's the thing, because I'm running on, uh, oh gosh, I want to say it's a fifth, it's like a fifth or sixth gen i7. It's an Alienware pre-built that I, I got, uh, oh god, almost five years ago now, mm -hmm. I think four years ago. So you're kind of in this camp, and you're, in, you're in this range. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got a 1080 NVIDIA card, okay. so it's still a pretty decent card, but yeah. I, I really am bottlenecking with the with the standard HDD that I'm using, the two terabyte that most of my stuff's on, plus the uh, the actual CPU is just kind of like, it's it's uh, it's getting old, and I don't, I don't have any upgrade paths for the system, so I, I would have to go with a completely new system if I want to do that. So when I see these mods, it's, it's encouraging to think, like, uh, there are people out there that are looking to try and make the game feel better if you know right. if you if you're dedicated to to playing on pc it's kind of honestly why i went with the uh xbox series x and xbox one route is because i i knew my system was going to be bottlenecked i didn't expect mods like this to come out so when i was thinking about you know what what's going to be the best way for me to play i was like okay well i could buy an entire new system for you know twelve hundred dollars right and, spend another grand <laughs> yeah yeah spend another grand or you know go half that and pick up a new console and and you know be able to get a, a really decent experience but that was before we kind of knew what the state of the console system was going to be like i just kind of assumed that you know the the neck the console versions were going to run great they'd been saying that for a while so when i think of these mods i'm like mm, man you know maybe i should have should have just gone for the actual pc version and and just kind of look to mods to try and help kind of fix some of the issues that are that are going on but 10 you know, hindsight's 2020 right now you can go get it i want I want like 25% off. I know 25% yeah. is a lot, maybe 20, 20% off. I'll, I'll, I'll probably dip into it. Cause it's just, it seems like it's so fun. 
seems like everyone's yeah. having such a good time with it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's fun to play with the mods. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, this could totally make it worth your while once you pick up the game in order to make sure that you can still play it at a high frame rate. If you're just looking for, you know, that side of it and not worried about the aesthetics so much. So the next one we have here, uh, Logan, let me ask you a question. How many times have you tried to save the game and you get the little notice that says you can't save right now? Only when I think it's been in like story moments or mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. like in, in action or in story moments. Yep. Those are the times where I haven't been able to, which but are you've tried. most like you've tried. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I want to make sure tried. I save it right now because <laughs> it's about to go into a conversation. I want to be able to come back and see this again. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. Can't save it. Can't save it. Well, guess what? You're in luck. You can save right now. That's the name of this mod. And there's a big X here. It says, meh, cross it out. So this is very simple. It very simply allows you. <laughs> you can save right now. Exclamation one, 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 exclamation. Shut up, boomer. You can save right now. So this allows you to do it. So simple update that allows you to save anytime. This will be extremely useful for being able to go back and, uh, you know, create saves for different parts of the game that you may want to relive or make different choices yeah. when you couldn't save previously. So thanks, I love modders. seeing the dialogue options. Yeah. The, the, there's every, every time I go into a story beat with something, I always save like well before it, because I, I know you can't save like when you're getting into it and they never really quite tell you like when you can't save. Mm-hmm. So I'll always, I'll always save like a minute or so before I'm going to go visit like a, a, a tertiary character for a conversation because I want to check out like the different, uh, the different like dialogue options and see like, okay, what's this one? Give me, what's this one? Give me. And yeah. to be able to save during that, like maybe I make one decision and I'm happy with that decision, but I don't want to have to go through the entire dialogue tree again, being able to save like before I make this pivotal, pivotal choice to see like, what is the actual path of this chat tree mm-hmm. and knowing like, two, three, two or three like options down the line, I'll be able to save it. That is a, that is a cool option. I would, I would, I would, this is one that I would definitely install because I love experimenting with the different trees. It's one of the things that I liked about playing different uh, versions of, of like Mass Effect 2 and, oh, yeah. and being able to go down different routes. But who remembers all of the options that they make when they're, when they're talking to different characters and this kind of allows that. Yeah. It gives you the option to actually go back and, and look at them and, you know, experience them differently um yeah it's hard to do some of that stuff without mods that make this stuff easier and and i'm glad that that is coming out or that these are coming out now talking about mods that make things a little bit easier um what happens every time you start up a new game and you hit continue well you get the same intro video that plays right every single time it plays the intro video while it loads well eventually you get kind of tired of seeing the same intro video this one (laughs) this mod guess what this does it's called Recap Video Be Gone. It is a small red script mod that replaces the recap video that plays while pressing continue in the main menu with a regular static image, loading screen, or a blank black screen. So there you go. Now you can just have an image that pops up while it loads. So if you don't want to watch that video again, plus the video has to load. It's got to load and run. It takes some resources, so maybe it loads a little faster without having to run that. I don't know. That's an interesting one. That's that's one that I of all the mods I think I've seen so far. That's the one where I've, I'm I'm just sitting back thinking like, wow, I, I don't think that ever really bothered me. But it bugs me. It bugs me every time I hit oh, it. Oh, really? Because I feel really? like I should be getting. It's 
it's that video that makes you feel like welcome to night city this is what's going it's like yeah i know i'm in night city like i've been yes yeah. i get it like i'm not new to this game anymore <laughs> you keep showing me the intro thing as if i'm new to the game but i'm not you know maybe show me the most recent video that popped up or an advertisement that shows up on one of the screens or you know like recap the most recent news thing because sometimes the new stuff changes as you go through the story you know like recently yeah. at arasaka blah 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 played the most recent one of those so i remember what's going on like that would have been more useful than just showing the beginning video again interesting i don't maybe this yeah. is something that's that's for pc only i don't know why it would be it doesn't make any sense but i know i know at least from my playthroughs anytime i've hit like a different story beat in the game like i've i've progressed a certain certain distance i always get relevant loading videos mm. like it always changes for me so and and it, it's totally just dependent on where i'm at with the story and the further i get along the more the load videos actually reflect like the actions that i've had in the game really i feel so, like it's i feel like it doesn't do that but I, maybe we should weird. double check this and, and look on different platforms maybe this is a pc thing maybe Maybe that's something that doesn't work correctly on PC or for some people. I, I don't know. Yeah, because the only like even just shortly after uh, getting through like the the in the beginning tutorial, you know, after you meet Jackie and stuff, before you complete the heist, uh, even before then, I've gotten a different video from the intro one. And that one is just in my, it's in my apartment and it's talking about different, and it's, it's mm. interesting how it's like, each one is relevant to what part of the story I've progressed past because they even talk about it. They're like, so, you know, uh, an AV unit just outside Night City has uh, crashed into uh, into the Outlands and uh, the wreckage is blah, blah, blah. You know, and they're talking about that. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. That's yeah. crazy. Right. That's that was me. <laughs> but that's the loading screen. And I'm like, that's so cool. You know, and they're like, oh, you know, someone infiltrated Arasaka Tower and blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, that's that was me. I did that. You know, so yeah, I don't uh, feel like it's maybe... been doing that on PC. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's so I'll weird. Have to load it up again. Or maybe that? we're talking about different sections of loads. I'm maybe. Like this is the very beginning when you just start the game, not when you load yeah. the file. But why would you care if it's different? You, because it looks the same every time i don't know because i get bored <laughs> i don't know so that's uh, if it's if it's okay so if it's right when you start a new game and you're this just is right when you are loading the game up when you get the when you when you I, I click load game it pulls up the screen it says cyberpunk continue you hit continue yep. and then it loads and then yeah. you choose your save and load it i think it's that, that changes all the time really Mm. It, it, depending on how far I am in the story, it changes. Like it's never my the drink. same one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe that's a, I think that might just be a PC thing. Cause yeah, for consoles we get, a, or mm -hmm. I, I've always gotten a story relevant video for my continue screen. And yeah. I, and it's funny because on the, mm. on the Xbox one version, that video does not load half the time. And all you see are like the, the quick little particle effects. So, uh, in certain scenes, there'll be like a fire in certain scenes, they'll just be like smoke. And sometimes there'll be just like the image of, of like the, the ad uh banners in the in the skyscape uh that'll be loading like only parts of those load 
on the Xbox One. Like it never has like the full <laughs> image. It never loads fast enough. But on the Xbox Series X, everything loads in just fine and it loads in really quickly. And but it, it just depends on like where I'm at in the story. Those videos change and I see different elements that load in quicker on the Xbox One. So that's that's really weird that the that the PC version doesn't have something like that. That's crazy. I yeah, mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like it doesn't. Um, or maybe it just doesn't yeah. for me. Maybe, or, but it must not for this person because they have a mod. Yeah. For it. Um, interesting. Huh. That is really. That is really. Crystal says he, he has those and he's on PC. All right. Maybe we're even talking about different things. So well, we'll, we'll have to double check this okay. stuff and, and let's move on to the next one. So this next one <laughs> is called Cyberpunk 2077 Audio Overhaul. Take a look at this now. This one might be controversial because here's what it does. Around 800 audio files have been individually opened, modified, and enhanced to make a proper audio mix and balance. This modder claims that the current mix of audio in the game is actually very poor. So they say here, long story short, the game has poor or no audio mix. I mean, when you see that some music, obviously this is a native English speaker in the game, mood can be 20% louder than the previous one for no reason with the voices or the sound effects sticking in the same lower volume range. Meaning that like if the mood is somber, some songs are 20% louder than the last song that just played, right? Like they should be balanced. As, as Yoda used to say, the higher the quality of your audio material, the more differences you will notice. I don't remember that from Star Wars, but okay. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is more painful to me than a loud loop of combat music, like the combat being too loud. A bad audio mix when the music is louder than the voices. A cat trying to get your attention when you're modding. <laughs> that must be a personal thing. You could simply adjust the music volume and the options again and again, adjust the music and sound, though. But basically, he's done the work for us. He's balanced out all the audio. So I don't know if this is something you've noticed. I There are times where sometimes it feels like the music kind of disappears, even though it's there, it's just quiet. And sometimes where it's like really loud. Have you noticed that? Hmm no that's the weird thing about this like this is if anything the the music in fights for me okay so i i'm in a weird instance because i'm not like at least through most of my playthroughs i'm not running in guns guns blazing right you know willing to, to jump into the fray i'm like hiding behind something staring at a camera being like all right that's that's my hack point and then i get into the camera and i'm like waiting for someone to walk by and i'm like come on just keep i need to hack you please just walk by right you know so the combat loops get repetitive for me but it never felt like it was one of those things where the audio mix was was bad and maybe that's just you know my my lack of knowledge about audio i mean i do podcasts so i feel like i've got a decent <laughs> some yeah decent idea of how audio should get mixed together with music but you know i've been told otherwise sometimes too so it, it's if you're an audiophile and this uh this upsets you then maybe give this a shot but i've i've personally never had any issues with the audio being too loud in areas and too quiet and others. What about you? Is this something you've noticed? Because you I, I know you got a better trained ear. Um, eh, I, I mean, that's debatable. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, sometimes things do sound a little bit, I don't know, louder or quieter than I would have expected, but uh, not to the point where I was like, oh, I need to fix this with a mod. Um, but I'm not against A-B testing this stuff, you know, like loading the mm -hmm. mod in, playing through for an hour, loading, taking the mod away, playing through for another hour, seeing what really feels better. Um, I feel yeah. like a lot of this stuff can be subjective. 
sometimes you want there to be large differences in volume. But then again, the description here of like the same mood music being very different in volume seems weird. You know, like what, what the action music for this song is like, you know, at an 80 and then the action music for the next song that plays is all of a sudden at 100. Uh, you know, like that's a big jump. So I could I could see that being an issue. But then again, yeah. I, I don't know. I I didn't really focus on that. I don't think I really noticed that when I play. So, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Like, unless I'm sitting sitting around, like waiting for someone to, to walk by a camera so I can quick hack them. I, I that was the only times where I was noticing the music and I was just like, God, this is really just on a loop, isn't it? And it's not it's like it's trying to create a mood, but I'm, I'm trying to go complete stealth right now. This is not the right music for me trying to be super stealthy. Like, I, I actually, I'll be honest, if anything, I kind of wish that was the case if mm-hmm. if it saw that I was like working in a camera, like give me some muted action music, you know, bring, right. bring the volume down right? because I'm in a camera and it's like that, that's kind of the mental leap that you take when you're like in a quote unquote system and you're, you're supposedly viewing through uh, a system instead of hearing the music as if you're like right next to the speaker. Give me that kind of a mod where it takes into account like you being in a computer system and you can still kind of kind of like when you're in your menus, when you're in a combat situation, it, it mutes the music and that makes more sense to me. But the music still being on a loop is is the thing that I'm just like, OK, they, they only did like maybe two minutes worth of action music here and it's just on a loop. And I just happen to be the weird guy that's sitting around for five minutes in this camera waiting for someone to walk in front of it. So mm-hmm. I. I, I, if you get a chance to, to AB test this, I, I would actually be really interested to see like if, if you thought it made much of a difference, um, yeah. especially considering this guy spent a month on actually rebalancing all this. That's, yeah, that's a, a lot of work. Time. It's 800 audio a lot files. Of dedication. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and looking through the, the forum on this, there are a number of people who are echoing the sentiment sentiments of yes, the game is the audio in the game is extremely unbalanced. Thank you for doing this. But then there's people saying, okay, well, you know, have you done a before and after video yet? So it looks like that's something that's in the works. We'll have to check that out. So, um, be cool. yeah, that would be cool to see. Hopefully they do that soon. Um, that's a lot easier than trying to get this stuff installed and then uninstalled and then, you know, messes up your install. <laughs> then you have to redownload the whole game. Like that's, that's always, I've mentioned this before. That's always one of my, uh, reasons why I'm a little bit shy about trying each of these things out rather than just watching the videos and, and taking a look at them um, in order to just suggest them to people. The other thing is that certain mods resonate with some people more than others. Right. And so totally. I, I want to make sure that I give everybody who's listening to the show a, an idea of like what's out there so they can pick and choose the ones that they want to check out. Um, so and then, of yeah. course, the ones that I'm most interested in, I'll take the time to download for myself. So this yeah, next all, one. All... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, for all we know, this could have been the mod that took turned or that brings people back to the game. Like the audio mix being off could have really turned someone off. And the fact that this is an option, glad that we're actually covering it. Right. Or that first one we talked about where, you know, it's more optimized. You know, maybe you had a PC that was having a hard time running it, but now you can run it because you can download a mod. Totally. So here's one that's that's interesting. This one is called Skills Always Gain XP. So skills continue gaining experience regardless of invested attribute points. And what this means is uh, this allows you to continue gaming, gaining skill experience, even if you have not leveled the base attribute. For example, you can have cold blood at level 20, but have only invested one point in cool. 
You can have breach protocol at level 10 while intelligence is still a lower level, etc. So this gives you more variation in your build because it it kind of opens up the uh, some of these trees without having to continually put your points in them. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah, that's interesting because there's perks associated with each of those experience levels mm -hmm. and they they gate that they balance that experience well, I, I assume that they balance the uh that they balance those abilities because of you being gated by the the actual attribute point so right but we do know that the game itself is not that balanced like once you get past like 20 yeah. levels in <laughs> everything just it's just you know fighting anything becomes cake so yeah why not just open it up and just let you kind of role play your character and pick and choose the things you want and keep leveling the stuff and you know i can see i could see why somebody would want this oh i i totally want it i i would love to play around with the different builds and not feel like i need to invest the that that's to me the thing that that, that i like about this is because it doesn't it doesn't force me to invest points into an attribute um because the attribute because the experience is actually the perk the perk leveling is is capped mm -hmm. and i can actually so say i wanted to invest heavily into uh assault rifles i could go into assault and put put all of my my actual attribute points into that naturally and mm -hmm. still passively earn all of the crafting or uh say like the the stealth uh, experience and then once i'm done boosting all my attribute points into assault then i can move over to cool and start putting points in there and still earn the benefits of all of the experience that i'd gained while i was playing through that right and then have that stuff already unlocked uh so that i can dump perk points into it when that's ready i i really like that idea of not losing experience because i'm i don't i either don't have a, uh, an ability point to spend into that talent to be able to keep that experience rolling. Or I, I just want to make sure that if I wanted to say respec that I don't have to go out and regrind all of those levels. Like those levels are already there and, and the respec just gives me the ability to put the points in different places or, you know, that, yeah, that is definitely a worthwhile mod to me. Um, I, I just wonder if, if the perk points are active because of those bonuses that you get like um, every time you get a new level yeah I, I i'd be curious the game's already easy enough on normal if you get past like level 20 but i wanted to know if those perks are active even if you haven't invested the attribute points i don't think so i don't think they are i think you get to, you get the skill progression rewards but you don't necessarily get the you have to activate each of yes. the perks as you go that's that's yeah. what I mean. The yeah. skill progression. Uh, you get bonuses. the skill. It looks like you get the skill progression uh, unlocks. So yes, yeah, so you get more perk mm -hmm. points and the things mm -hmm. that the skill progression gives you. Um, That's interesting. Uh, seems that way. I don't know. We'd have to try it. I'm just. I'm looking at the few screenshots they have just to try to figure that out. Um, yeah, but that is a good question. That's that's the thing that I think would would probably skew some of the uh, the the difficulty in there. Like if you could earn those those skill progression bonuses mm -hmm. without having to invest the attribute points that could that could skew some of the combat and uh crafting abilities but it doesn't feel like that would be big enough to really break the game it, mm -hmm. it definitely feels like you you get more out of the perk points than you do the actual skill progressions yeah 
I might be wrong about that. I'm, I'm trying to tell what it looks like according to the screenshot. And I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you don't. It's just hard to tell by the screenshot. Um, yeah, it's a good question. But hey, if that's something you, you're interested in playing around with, uh, it's worth checking out. Um, and like, like all of these, I'm, I'll have links in the show notes for these. Um, the other, then we got two more left. This next one is vehicle spawner. Spawn the planet. There's a little little sub <laughs> subheader here. Spawn the planet. Cyberpunk 27 vehicle spawner. Spawn the planet. Simple. It's a simple mod that opens up a uh, like an option window for you to just scroll through all of the vehicles according and they're only labeled by like the the actual code you know number and, and name so like mq005 underscore police underscore car right that's obviously the police car um so it, it still looks kind of like code but you can go through and, and choose which one you want and you can spawn them into the world basically you choose the cars you want you spawn them into the world and then you get you know whatever you want so if you want to set up a bunch of police cars parked in the desert like this picture here or you want to decide to fly crazy looking helicopter you got it you can spawn them into the world so there you go so this is kind of fun because you can try out vehicles that you otherwise would have had a very difficult time trying to get a hold of um i have to wonder if there are vehicles that will not let you pilot them because they're never meant to be piloted I I know that the AVs, uh, there was a, I can't remember where it was, but it was close to the Outlands. And there was a Arasaka building that I snuck into. And in the back parking lot, there was uh, three AVs that were just chilling. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get into them, but it wouldn't give you any kind of prompt to get into them. And uh, you, you can't really... You can't really do anything with them. Um, what I would like to do with this, though, is uh, some of those uh, Wraith uh, vehicles are really, really cool. I love those. And anytime I play, if I happen to be out in the Badlands, like those are that I usually try and find some of those Wraith vehicles because mm-hmm. I just love the uh, the color aesthetic and the scheme that they've got. I would love to be able to spawn one of those anytime I load in, just use those because I just I absolutely love the style so but yeah seeing the the photos of that seeing some of the tanks like going they're seeing the scorpion going down the, the oh, yeah. streets of night city yeah that, that's, that's pretty crazy. crazy it's a little crazy it looks like you can pilot that also the uh the neon fish and the dragon i think yeah exist as vehicles obviously or maybe not obviously but i have a feeling you probably can't pilot those there's probably nothing to sit in and drive but if you wanted to put them on a screenshot you know and create some art that could work that would be really cool. Yeah, pretty There's cool so stuff. many beautiful things to play around with in the game. Like, yeah, I would love to have uh, a couple a couple helicopters together and try and get some good photos of a... Of, I wish you could do this with people, too. Like, I wish you could load in people mm. and create your own your own comic, per se, just using, like, uh, uh, screenshots where you could load in whatever you want. And, yeah. you know, if you, if you wanted to make a screenshot based comic and have little speech bubbles of what the people are saying, you know, you could totally just render that all out and make a really interesting comic just based on, you know, being able to pick and choose people, gear, yeah. armor, weapons and stuff oh, like that. Create totally. your own story. That would be amazing. Like you could have like, you know, Alt and Johnny sitting at a diner having conversation back in 2020. Like, Oh, totally. You could just put them in the scene. Uh, or or in his uh Porsche, which would be awesome as well. And yeah. that's that leads us to our next one. Well, look at that transition. That was a good one, huh? So Porsche Dang. 911 Turbo 
930 custom paint job pack. Check these Ooh. babies out. Look at this. Custom here. I'm just going to click on these and make them big. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So look at these different colors. So black. And then there's the, what is this? Uh, copper, copper colored with the different, different variants of where the black and the copper is on the cars. There's a red one with different variants of black with red trim with red inside. So the, the leather inside Ooh, is red. Baby. That's cool. And Look then the similar variations on that purple, purple and black purple. And like a, I don't know if that's a silver or a, like a, like a light oh, blue, a shiny blue. Um, there's an all blue one. There's a green one with like a lighter green inside. All pink. Oh God, man. Yeah, pink and black. There's all sorts of cool ones. Like if if you like this car and you want to, you know, deck Tom, it out. Tom, why isn't this a thing? This why is a thing. This is like a thing in the game normally. It's a thing now. It's a thing now. <laughs> and if you spend ten percent off on Cyberpunk 2077 on PC, <laughs> you can load this modded today. Drive uh, around the Tom, city. What's, what's the what's what's that affiliate link? If I wanted to get a ten percent. <laughs> Uh, I don't have an affiliate link, but you said it was on sales on steam still. So go, go do that. I guess. Oh man. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our, ridiculous. that's our last mod. Lots of cool, lots of cool paint jobs for the, and I know that I was going to stay away from fashion stuff, but most of the fashion stuff is like hairdos and clothes and things and you know, cyber arms for characters and, you know, like make, make different characters look a little bit different and things like that. This one is for, you know, one of the most, I don't know, iconic cars in the entire game. So I figured it was worth, worth showing there. It's really apparent to me now. It's a, a thing in this game and that is totally the uh, garage aspect of this game. Like we, we thought we talked about this, you know, before the game came out, when we found out a little bit more about the actual vehicles and stuff. But I I'm telling you, man, this game needs a garage and this game needs like a Forza kind of like style where you can go in and play around with the trims and play around with the interior. You know, these, these vehicles that you're buying are not cheap. And, and Eddie's, once you complete everything in the game, Eddie's are tough to come by unless you're willing to, to cheat on that so trying to get all the vehicles but not get to play around with the colors or the styles and stuff some of the the more iconic ones like caesars and stuff i can understand leaving that one alone maybe even sure. johnny's but yeah in this instance it's like you know i would i would love to have some of those quadras in different colors bright colors cool colors you know i would love to be able to clean up uh some of the the bikes in there and really kind of go for that uh akira uh kaneda bike and and oh, just yeah. really lean lean heavier into that you know and you know finding something like these mods like we need this in the game like if i <laughs> if, if if we're gonna be getting into you know future patches and stuff like this like that's the kind of stuff that i was i was hoping we would get like i wanted this kind of customization with the vehicles i wanted to be able to have a garage and be able to you know actually have all of these different options available to me yeah. and oh it's yeah. it's i'm glad it's a mod now because it's make it harder for me not to buy this game on pc <laughs> yeah cd project if you guys are listening we know you do story well like we know, we know when people play through the Witcher and the Witcher DLCs, people get to the end of the stories and they're like, oh my God, feelings. How does this game do this to me? Oh, I love it so much. And then people get to the end of this game and they're like, oh, feelings. Like we get it. We, we do the story stuff. Great. 
uh, what people want for cyberpunk is to live in the world. So, and I'm sure you've gotten this message, but let's just, let's just, you know, kind of nail it a little bit more. Like, look at the mods people are making. People want to live in this world, give them the ability to live in the world. And if you're able to do that and then work that into a multiplayer version of this city with the ability to make your character look however they want with whatever stats they, they can earn, you know, but customize the look, customize their vehicles, customize their home, give them, you know, like options to play as whoever they want to be, you know, style over substance. Like if you give people that, they will, they will play this game forever. This will be, this will be the next GTA five. And six years from now, people will still be watching people stream, you know, RP games on Twitch. Like that's what this will become. So that's in my let me let me be clear in my estimation that's the way forward for this game and then you can craft stories in the world but you can still give people the ability to create their own stories in the world too and that balance is what i think people really want you you can get both it yeah. is it is you can do if world of warcraft or if destiny 2 like it it, it is clear you can have story and you can oh, yeah. you can do story really well but you gotta give your players the option to play around with the way they look it is so important for us to play dress up in video games mm-hmm. I, I can't stress how important i i just had a conversation for Kilhald all about limited time cosmetics and if the you know having value behind limited time cosmetics because people want them they can't get them like if you want cyberpunk to live on as a multiplayer world you have to give us the ability to play dress up yeah it's yeah. important it, it is important let us collect everything let us play dress up let us live in the world and do things and then add other people in and you've got you know and make the world feel real you know let the cops chase you you know I, I, and i know that this stuff is is not simple but you know build this into the long-term plan two years from yeah. now you know do, can we have ai in the game where people all act differently and do different things and cops chase you and some enemies are more aggressive than others and you know like take Take note from the other creators out there who are building these not just open world games in the in the Xbox 360 version of an open world game, but these life simulators where people can enter a world and a lot of it feels very real. That I mean, that's that's the stuff that's resonating with people. I just want to go hang out with my buddy and go down to the noodle shop and eat some noodles and hear the weird conversation the guy says over there and then when this guy shoots a gun everybody in the room acts differently and then i put down the guy with the gun and then like and then a story emerges from that without having to be in a storyline at all that's what that's really what people want so who knows maybe we'll get there i have a request for modders and i don't know how hard this would be but modders if you're out there please there are some uh bipedal robots by max tech that they, uh, their max tech, I don't know why I said max tech, <laughs> that would be perfect for modding the Robocop Ed 209 model onto. Ah. So if, if you guys are out there and you're, you're like, I am a master sculptor and I can, I got a buddy who can mod the heck out of games. Please. Can we get an Ed 209 mod? That would, I would buy the, I would buy the PC version <laughs> if I could mod the bipedal robots in cyberpunk to ed 209s please there you go make that happen you heard it you heard it right from 
right from the horse's mouth. I didn't, I didn't mean to call you a horse but, uh, from your mouth. Roach's mouth. From, the, right from Roach's from mouth. Roach's mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, we, man, we've taken up a lot of time going over the mods and stuff, but this was fun because there's always modders out there. You guys are doing an awesome job. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Go check out nexusmods.com. Look up the Cyberpunk 2077 mods. There's new ones every week. You can filter by new this week. You can look at top. 30 all time. There's different ways to filter them. Go check them out or just check out the links in the show notes. Let's move on to the middle of the show and then we will be back to talk the 1.2 patch and then also the source code. Here we go. Logan's jamming out to the music. Um, <laughs> welcome yep. to the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for helping to support the show. There's a whole bunch of you now, and I really do appreciate it. If you are interested in helping to support the show and probably even more interested in the stuff you're going to get, like early episodes, ad free episodes, uh, being able to join us on future episodes of the show at the end of each month, then go check out uh, patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast for all the different things you can get for just a little bit of money each month and help us keep doing the show because we're, we're going to keep bringing these to you and we're going to keep cheering on the studio that built this game in order to keep adding to it and making it more and more and more what all of us are really, really wanting for, for cyberpunk in a world out there because we know it can get there. So thank you again for all. Hey there, my name is Jameson or big cat. And I am Brenna or mother goose. And together, we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. You know, one of the things that I have as a stretch goal for the other shows that I don't bring up on this show very much is that if we consistently hit $500 a month, then I will get a tattoo commemorating the game and the show because of the patrons that that was like something I'm going to do. And we are now almost we're, we're above $500 a month for the fallout forecast, and we might be able to do two or three months in a row of that. If And once COVID goes away, I'll go get a fallout tattoo, right? If we can get there with the Elder Scrolls podcast, I'd get another one. That could be like one arm, the other arm, right? And then I haven't talked about it for Cyberpunk, but there's the potential. We can get we can get something like that with Cyberpunk. Maybe I can get a Cyberpunk tattoo. That would be pretty, like trifecta, you know? Like Fallout, really Elder Scrolls, and Cyberpunk. They're all kind of different, but they're all cool in their own way. That would be really cool. Yeah, Crystal still thinks that we should tattoo his face on top of my face. Uh, <laughs> I'm still considering that one, Crystal. I haven't really decided. Also, Crystal in chat mentioned that somebody needs to make a mod that switches out all of the joy toys with Adam Smasher. Um, that was the thing, which is funny because there was a glitch, wasn't there? I don't know that it was a mod, but it was a glitch. I think somebody showed a, shared a screenshot I saw on Reddit. I believe it was a glitch where 
the game loaded in Adam Smasher's model on top of a Joy Toy? I think that was... Or was it a mod? Because uh, I'm pretty sure it was a mod, but I'm pretty sure that mod got patched out because that was around the same time that people were modding Johnny Gianna. as a Joy Toy as well, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that would be super but, weird. So uh, maybe those aren't allowed anymore. <laughs> it totally was. Yeah. <laughs> That's super weird. I don't know why you'd want that. Um, didn't look right. Didn't look right. All right. Why don't we move on? We've, we've, <laughs> the show's already going to go long. The 1.2 patch and the patch schedule there, there's an article out by realsports101.com, which is strange to me that real sports and these sports sites are doing cyberpunk news, but. I'm sure that they're into cyberpunk and video games too, because a lot of people are, but it raises the question of when will this game be back in the PlayStation store? When are we getting the 1.2 patch? Are we still looking for monthly updates? What's going to go on with that? Cause there hasn't been a whole lot of news about that lately. Logan, you said you want, had something that you wanted to bring up about this too. Yeah. Cause uh, we've talked about like the, the actual, uh, we've actually, I'm, pretty sure we did I, I know we talked about the 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 cadence that they're going to be bringing out content the thing that i had a question for you about was when i was looking at the roadmap it was clear that we were going to be getting 1.1 and 1.2 um I, i'm still very curious if you think we're going to be getting 1.2 this month uh or if it's going to be next month because i remember them saying originally that they planned on having it out in february yeah, I hope so. But, I hope so. I, we haven't heard any. I haven't. I haven't heard anything else. I would assume that we're going to get one point two by the end of the month. It's yeah. about halfway through the month. So this, this is the fourteenth. So within yeah. the next few so, weeks would be nice. Uh, I know they're going to want to get this back out on the PlayStation Store, and they need to prove themselves in order to do that. So, do you think one point two will be big enough to fix that situation? I think that's. I mean, that's got to be what they're planning. Right. I mean, from mm -hmm. a financial standpoint, the finances of being able to sell copies of the game have to take precedent. So the patch has to be focused on. We need to make this possible to work well enough on PlayStation for it to pass cert again in order to get back on the store. I would assume that that is because you can't it doesn't matter what they do outside of that if people can't play the game and enjoy it. So that's that's my next question is, is do they need to be on the digital store when physical copies still work and I think you can still patch them? I think it's a, a matter of um, uh, what's the word, um, the, the impression that they're giving to other people. It's, it's a matter uh, of uh, like optics, like the optics of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea mm -hmm. that, oh, mm -hmm. you still can't buy it on the, on the digital store is uh, you don't want that hanging over you as a company yeah. like they, they need to get past that in order to, to start repairing people's impressions of the game in order to move forward um because it's it's no. it's a very clear optic issue from a marketing yeah. standpoint there's also i i didn't think about it till just as we were talking about it but there's also a small percentage of the of the playstation ecosystem that is digital only so the the ps5 owners out there that don't have a disk drive can't buy the game at all uh whoever they are so yeah. i imagine that that they didn't have it before they probably uh they probably won't won't be able to get it but i i'm still i don't know what they can do to this game that's going to make the original ps4 version stable enough to where they're going to be able to get back in the good graces of sony in this instance i i would i don't know the thing that 
The I, thing that kind of bugs me um, about the roadmap is, is that the, the roadmap and it's a kind of a, a nebulous area. There's a big gray zone literally yes. between <laughs> patch 1.2 and 2022. Multiple and, updates and improvements. It's just like a big open thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think at this point, I would love to understand, and depending on how 1.2 does, I would love to understand if there's going to be a 1.3 before we start getting free DLCs. And the thing that I want to, to ask you on is, do you want free DLCs? Uh, and, and this is oh, this is actually a tough question for you to answer because you mm. play on PC, so it doesn't mm. impact you. But um, they're stating that the next gen console updates will be coming closer to 2022 than the free updates to the DLC. And I feel like that's kind of the wrong way to go about this. And I'm kind of surprised that this came out post situation where our post launch where they gave up this update. I would I would honestly say that their best efforts should be put towards fixing the game on base consoles mm-hmm. uh, or on last gen, giving us the next gen console updates after that and then releasing the free DLC when, yeah. Yeah. you know, why release new content if you're still focusing on or if you're not going to be focusing on the new current gen of consoles like they should be getting a new update before there's something new that's not going to look as good or play as well so here here's a perspective patch 1.2 is probably the make it work on playstation patch and also make it work Mm. better everywhere else too because if they can streamline it to work on playstation then they can make it work better other places as well because they're probably similar things they can fix they're probably in talks with Sony about specifically what they need to meet in order to make that work. This is the goal. This is what you need to do. And then you can get back on the store. I would imagine that they're asking that question, right? If I was running the company, I would say, okay, specifically, what do we need to do in order for you to approve this? Um, then the free next gen console update, what that probably means is ray tracing. That is a ray tracing update. Um, because it's a ray tracing update, that means that they need to completely work into the existing console versions, the ray tracing version of the lighting and pull it from PC to make it work on console versions, which could, for, for what we know, the code base is kind of a twisted mess that could probably mess with things. And that's going to take a lot of time. At the same time, you have the free DLC, which the DLC is less dependent on updates to the game engine like these other two are. And it's more about getting content out, new characters, new models for cars, new places to go, new story bits. That stuff has probably been in the works by the art team and the voice team and everybody else doing that stuff for a long time for them to be aiming to release that this year sometime. So I have a feeling that that's that what they're saying is like, that's a parallel process that isn't dependent on some of these other things to work. So they can go ahead and push it out earlier because it'll just happen to be ready because it's not dependent mm-hmm. on ray tracing working or something like that. So there, this yeah. is probably just a very realistic output outlook of, well, when's the soonest we can get each thing out here, here and here, not when's the best time to release each thing. Um, because as we know, development teams don't work, they, they work in parallel. They don't work in serial depending on what things they're doing. So it, it doesn't take having ray tracing working in the game for your design team to have new models for new characters ready to show up or the dialogue written or recorded. Right. It's those yeah. are different groups of people. Those are different sides of the development. So 
<laughs> that's that's my impression on that. Um, but then again, I'm not like a developer, so I don't. I'm not you know working for them. Also, my yeah. wife just brought me a frosty, and she is or not it's a frosty. Ooh. Yeah, she's a, this is a large frosty. She's like man, she's the best wife ever. So I'm gonna eat this while you talk. That's fair. Um, the, <laughs> this the is gonna thing, melt. What's crazy about this is is. Uh, at least coming from the console perspective and, and granted a lot of the a lot of the, the the news pundits and the people that I talk to about this kind of thing uh, or at least listen to they all generally play on console because that's kind mm-hmm. of their their shtick uh, a lot of them from what I can tell are waiting for this next gen console update because that oh, yeah. is the the that is the thing that will will drive them to play this game. They don't want to play the back of the backwards compatibility version of it. They want to see what this game is going to look like when it is optimized for the the new hardware. And if it is if it's purely just a ray tracing version of of the the game, that is going to be so disappointing for well, what else would uh, it be? Like what else what else is there? Like what is the difference between the current PC version of the game and the console version? Texture next, fidelity, ray tracing. Yeah, that's about it. Like fidelity, uh, frame rate. I think having frame rate is 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 essential. You know, if you could get as close to native 4K resolution as you can. Yeah. Um, there's there's definitely. I mean, if you've seen any of the Digital Foundry videos, there is definitely a lot of room for improvement, even on the next gen hardware, just in certain areas where the frame rate dips. So if if there's going to be a next gen console update. It has to be as as locked to sixty frames as possible. Uh, oh with yeah, a and 4K. that's hard. That's hard. Like oh, totally. This game, totally. I have I have a twenty eighty Ti. This game without DLSS runs like garbage. Yeah. Without ray tracing, I can have no ray tracing. If I turn turn off DLSS, I have my frame rate. I'm lucky to get thirty frames. This is a twenty eighty Ti card, and that's not at four K. That's 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 an ultra yeah. wide. This it's bigger than fourteen forty, but it's not four K. Um, yeah, it's. But we've seen, but we've seen other games be able to accomplish that. It's right. just a matter of how optimized the code is, they which is why it's going to take a year because the code is clearly not optimized. Yeah, I just I feel bad for <laughs> it's rough. people. Uh, yeah, because I I mean I'm I'm at the point where I'm ready for new DLC. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that story because I've, I've already done everything that I can do in the game outside of very specific combat situations for like the achievements and stuff. But at this point, I, I know a lot of people are holding off on the game until that next gen console version. And if all it is, is ray tracing, that's going to be a disappointment to them when they, when they find out, cause that's th- them being told that, you know, the game runs terribly on base gen consoles you've got a next gen version but your version of the game that you could be playing right now and enjoying uh, of you know when the next dlc drops if you're going to be waiting for that ray tracing it's like that that's not impactful enough to really call it next gen like that's well, that's I'm, that that is the difference in the generations though that i mean that is the main difference obviously there's more horsepower they can have more you know polygons on screen they're going to have higher res textures everything should be able to run native 4k it's all of that stuff but really all of that stuff is horsepower that's all horsepower and total amount of memory total amount of ram um what the ray tracing is the only real technological jump of the generation 
Um, also, by saying by me saying that's the ray tracing update, that means that the average frame rate would have to increase substantially so that you could turn on ray tracing. So yeah. if you were to turn if you were to do one of the new new gen consoles and turn off ray tracing, then, yeah, you're definitely like the assumption would be, well, yes, you should now be able to hit 60 frames at 4K and be able to hold on to it, hopefully. Now, are they going to be able to get to that with this engine? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. They they could do improved load times as well, because load times mm -hmm. are fast right now on, on the next gen consoles, but they they're they're loading unoptimized last gen console versions. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something like if if they wanted to do a next gen version, ray tracing at 4K 30 would be great. That's a I solid would, point. I would love to see that. That's a solid point. Um, yeah. and, and optimized loading for the next gen SSDs because those card those those hard drives are fast. I can load Cyberpunk in 10 seconds, I think when and that's from booting from scratch. And that's you know, that's that's great. I would love to see that down to like two seconds, be like pop and yeah, just have awesome. that actually show up. So mm -hmm. that would be that would be a request for next gen. That would actually get people to to hop in because even that's a solid point. games are still pretty fast. That's a solid point because that is the other big jump is the SSD technology and the fast loading technology, especially on the PlayStation four or five. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, that's all. That, that is a, another difference. I had forgotten about that. Um, on my system, it loads, I don't know, six seconds. It's less than 10, I would think most of the time. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Um, and that's my SSD on my, on my PC. So yeah, yeah hopefully I, they can I get can. there. Hopefully, you know, but that's why I think it's going to take that long is that we have, it is so unoptimized already that <sighs> it's like, it seems like they're working their way through a, just a nest. <laughs> a nest of code where you change one thing and it messes everything else up. Um, Cause like you just look at the patches they've put out, you know, they put out a patch. It seems like it's ready to go. It goes out and messes some other thing up and they weren't able to test it enough to realize that it just seems to be yeah. the case. Um, and again, I'm not a developer, so take all of this with a grain of salt. What I, what I can do though, is I can look at other game releases and the way that their patching has gone and I can relate that to this. So for example, something like Fallout 76 throughout that entire first two years, every time they released a patch, sometimes it would undo things from previous patches. And that's super yeah. weird. Like, why is that? You know, what shouldn't it be? Isn't it built on the newest version on the previous patch? Well, what did you, un how did you undo something? It's, it's a lot of companies don't fork their software. Yeah. A lot of companies. I, I play Sea of Thieves. They do not fork their software out. And what I mean by that, if you're not familiar, is, yeah. is when you're building a game, you have the version that is live, and then you have another version that is uh, a copy that you're developing on. And you do not, you don't use the same code base for the live game as you use the testing base because if you if you implement something in a build and it gets pushed out into a patch it could totally break something without you knowing but if you have it forked off into a different version then you could test all of that run run the things that you need to and roll back to a, a previous version without completely destroying the game's economy or the get the player base running into major issues. And I would honestly say 70% of the bugs that got fixed in the updates that we've had up till now 
have all been things relating to quests locking up uh, mm -hmm. because of, of implementation. So I don't know what 1.2 is going to include, but it's going to, it, it has to be something that is just purely optimization and not actual like bug lockups with quests uh, not working. Cause that's, that's been what they've been fixing up until now. Now they need to get the game to actually run better as a whole. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that that's the case with, uh, with 1.2. I would assume that that's the plan. You know, at least that's the, the attempt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It would, it would make sense. Um, but anyway, speaking of, speaking of code, let's talk about the source code leak. Um, I'll, uh, I'll preface this and then I'll let you kind of dig into it a little bit more. Um, basically a group has hacked CD project red and, uh, and all of this again is worth a, is with a grain of salt because this comes from their claim that they, there was ransomware that was used malware attacks and they got access to not only cyberpunk 2077, but the Witcher three and Gwent uh, source code and had put it up for sale on the dark web starting at, uh, I believe half a million dollars was the, or no, $1 million was the first initial amount with increments of half a million dollars, $7 million buy it now price. And in order to even get into the bidding, you had to put up 0.1 Bitcoin, which is our Bitcoin, which is roughly four point seven four thousand seven hundred four thousand eight hundred dollars right now based on the bitcoin price so the idea here is that they got access to the source code stole it from the company and put it up for sale and the biggest news now is that they've now rescinded this from the online store and claimed that they made a deal off that in order to sell it that was adequate to whatever they were looking to to get and it is no longer for sale. It has been sold. And there's a lot of skepticism around that because that could be, excuse me, I'm eating <laughs> frosty. My wife gave me that could be um, <laughs> a way of kind of saving face. Maybe they didn't have all of the code. Maybe like they put out some proof out there, but who's to say what aspects of the code they actually got a hold of? You know, this whole thing could be extremely shady. And this was a way to get attention. Who, who knows what their actual actual goal was in all of this? But of course, this made the rounds. CD Projekt Red didn't bow to their uh, ransom for it. And so that's why it went up for sale. Now, the question here is if they did actually get a hold of the source code and someone bought it and somebody now has access to the source code for these three games, what does that really mean? And Logan, you have you have some some close friends who are developers in the industry, and you had an opportunity to chat with some of them and, and really get a sense of what this actually means for like what what can you tell people in our audience who aren't developers? What what is the implication of this? How does this why is this a yeah. problem? So just just to kind of kind of put my my spin on the the situation, this this is a shitty situation. Um, a lot of people, and I and I wanted to talk a little bit about this before I dive into the to the impacts of it. Uh, CDPR is a company with human beings that have lives and jobs. We are customers who have lives and jobs, and we trust each other with transactions that deal with actual money and actual information about our lives. Anyone hacking to get this information is a NAS hat. 
they yeah. need to be it's like, no different strong. than walking into the to the studio <laughs> itself and then picking up one of their computers and walking out with it at gunpoint at gunpoint like this, and, there's and, nothing there's and, no difference here it's it's and it's more it's worse than that because they've essentially walked in grabbed an entire server they it wasn't that they got the source code they hacked the company they stole stole the source code for three games plus an unannounced version of witcher 3 which i think is the next gen update that's coming out then they encrypted all of their servers and then held them for ransom for all that information CDPR has come out and stated that they first off will post the the letter that they of, of the hackers at their request because they said that they that you had to do this. Then they released a statement saying that all of the information that was stolen was not personal information, including ex-employees. Then they said that they are not going to be giving any money to the hackers and that they are releasing all of this information that they have to the proper authorities so that it can be properly investigated and that the people hacking it can be arrested for this because this isn't a joking matter. This is not, let me get back at cyberpunk. This This is a group of people who have maliciously hacked a company. And this isn't even the the first company that they that has been done to this a lot of companies get hacked this way but it's one of those things where this is not only just a ransom letter they encrypted all of the servers so all of the servers that have all of their information were completely botched they actually had to go back to backups and restore the backups to get back to working order so this wasn't just something like they wanted to get it at CDPR. And I've seen a lot of commentary about people who are like, oh, well, they had this coming. They should have released Cyberpunk in a better state. No, no, you know, you don't do this. Uh-uh. <laughs> this, no. is, this is not upset people about Cyberpunk. This is a malicious attack against Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. They just thought they could get uh, they could get at Cyberpunk under the guise of because it's cyberpunk running or, or right. not not or at cbr because the game didn't run well there's so. never a good justification for for an immoral action there's like yeah like this like this is like saying well the guy lied to me he you know he he died in a car crash well he was a liar he deserved it no nobody deserves to die in a car crash even if they're the total worst scum person in the world nobody deserves to be tortured or killed nobody deserves to have things stolen from them those are all illegal activities that should not ever happen to anybody because they deserve it now what people deserve is to be brought to justice right if somebody does something illegal they deserve to be brought to justice arrested and tried in a court of law by their peers at least in the united states that's what we believe right it doesn't mean just because a company did something and released a game in a way that you don't like doesn't mean it's okay to do something illegal to that company and steal from the livelihoods of the people who made that game because that's one illegal and two you're punishing a bunch of people who's not even their fault there's yeah. like it's not your job to punish them so yes this is absolutely right. terrible so going to how this impacts the how this impacts cdpr um i i got to talk to a couple friends and some of them you know said that this it would be hard for them to do anything with this because it's all copyrighted material so anything that comes out that even slightly resembles cyberpunk will probably investigate be investigated or or be brought into question and legal actions will probably probably be brought up for that copyright claims and stuff where they can actually investigate the source code to see if it's actually something that was uh gained as a result of this uh by this bid the the idea of the the actual 
code being sold on the black market, I take in full faith. Um, there's people that say, there, you know, there's analysts that say that maybe they might have taken it down because of uh, them not getting enough code or them getting a good enough build. I would err on the caution uh, or err on the side of them actually having the code sold. Uh, so what does that mean for consumers? Nothing really. It doesn't change anything for consumers. Um, the If you buy your game legitimately and you go through Steam or you go through uh, Xbox Store, or you buy a physical copy for PlayStation until it gets brought on the store, your game will be patched through those means and you'll be fine. If you bought a version of the game or you downloaded the version off of the Internet, there is now a potential of you downloading a copy of the game that was uh, exported, uh, created and executable because they have the source code that might have malicious software at the engine level of the game. And that is not something that can generally get picked up by anything. So you could, yeah. you could put your entire life at risk, your online life, I should say, all of your bank accounts, anything, any your identity. information. Yeah. There's no way to test at, at the engine level for every version that goes out. So imagine if you go out and you download a version of Android for your phone and you don't vet that that source, that 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 operating system that you just installed onto your phone could completely brick your entire phone. Now, imagine doing that for your entire computer. Imagine having your version of uh, CD or Cyberpunk installed on your computer and your entire computer gets uh, encrypted, your data stolen, and then you get ransomed for it because you installed a version. So first off, the first thing I will say, don't buy or download illegitimate copies of Cyberpunk. Or anything. And be very or anything. Of, be of anything. Yeah. Essentially right now though. Um yeah. Yeah. the 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 main thing that I will say is is that this was uh equated to me because I, I didn't understand the full impact. This is this is the same as Coca-Cola having their uh secret recipe for Coke distributed to the the internet like if everyone learned what the recipe for coca-cola was coca-cola would have a really hard time selling coca-cola at this point because everyone would know how to make coca-cola and every company would learn how to make coca-cola and if every company knows how to make coca-cola coca-cola doesn't quite have that same that same unique experience that they that they have for their soda and the same applies to cyberpunk if everyone understands how they made cyberpunk then that could potentially impact cyberpunk sales um you know you could have the code in a country that doesn't have a strict enforcement of copyright laws making uh bootleg copies of the game and that's going to impact the sales of the actual game. Granted, I know they've already made their money back, but they are living off of this game and Gwent and Witcher 3 sales. So without those, uh, it's just GOG store at this point that they're making sales from. And that studio could financially get impacted severely because of this. And it's hard to know, you know how far it goes, but essentially... This is this is kind of the, the most coveted thing that a company has. There's a reason why trying to keep source code like historically intact for games. There's like, for example, 
uh, Mass Effect three or one, two, and three are getting re-released as like the leg- legacy edition, mm-hmm. and everyone's really excited about that. There is literally one DLC that is not being included. Now, a lot of people have said that it's not the best DLC. It's not really impactful to the story, and it's not that big a deal. The source code was lost for that, and that's and and this is that's the same why. thing. Some. Yeah, some final yeah, some Final Fantasy games have been lost to time, and it can only run on emulators because the source code was lost, and they can't re-export that game with different settings. They can't go in and edit it at a at a code level, at an engine level. So, if you don't have source code for your game, that game is locked in time. You can't make that game again unless you completely overdo it or remake it. And that is a that is a long and expensive process. So the fact that Cyberpunk is now out in in the world as as source code is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it's it, we have yet to see like how that's going to impact in the future. But it's still kind of a scary prospect. Yeah, I think. I think the thing that most people understand is that the source code is required in order to compile the game and release it out into the world. I think that's kind of a general understanding what that source code actually is or how it looks or whatever. Of course, if you're not a developer, you may not understand that. The, the thing that I find most interesting about what you just talked about is the danger of being able to take that source code, compile a version of the game that is malware and put it out there for people to download. Because for every copy of this game that is legitimately sold, there's going to be some percentage of people who download an illegitimate copy and try to run it on their PC or on a hacked Xbox or whatever. Now, I know I use my PC for all sorts of things, logging into my bank, uh, logging into all of my accounts online, all of that stuff. Source code that has malware at the at the engine level that can now access everything on my hard drive and every website I go to and every password stored in my browser, all of that stuff. That means that they can steal the identities of thousands of people, thousands of people. And that's why a company would pay something like seven. It's not necessarily because they want to release their own version of cyberpunk 2077. I think this, this makes more sense to me now because of you explaining that this way that if they invest $7 million, if they're willing to buy stolen property for $7 million and then put it out there for people to download, they're easily going to make back that $7 million through identity theft. That this is imagine, what this is actually doing. Yeah. Imagine how many people would jump at the chance to download Cyberpunk for free oh, yeah. if it were offered on Epic Store. Now take Epic Store and replace it with random website and, and, and see how many people would still download Cyberpunk for free, especially after a free DLC update. If they're like, oh yeah, I'll try Cyberpunk for free oh, yeah. and they download one of these versions, like that is scary. And maybe it gets shut down in 24 hours, but they still, but they already got 50,000 people to download it. That's 50,000 people's bank accounts, their savings, all of that information that they now have access to and their identities with which to use to take in anything from those people they want. Even things like property deeds. This is this is a big issue in Florida. People are stealing people's property because they know how to how to forge the documents and steal their identities. I mean, your home, your house. You know, what if you live in a two hundred thousand dollar home? I mean, how many people's $2,000 homes do you have to steal to make up $7 million? Not that many. 
Yeah. And imagine if you like it, it's clear, like you, you talked about the, the code getting taken down in 24 hours, the Xbox Live version of GoldenEye. That was the remaster that was intended to come out, but got shut down for, for legal reasons uh, because they didn't get approval. That game was done and the the code for or, you know the executable got released for that they they didn't release the source code but if you have an emulator for xbox 360 you can find that game even if it got shut down it doesn't matter there is going to be a link somewhere on some server with that game forever everyone will be able to get access to it at some point if they really try hard because someone somewhere has it on their computer and is willing to upload it somewhere. So even if it gets shut down, it's not gone. It is it is on the internet. Right, right. It's like the joke that like people like the CEO of the company has a bad picture show up somewhere and they're like, delete it from the internet. It's like, yeah, delete it. You can't delete anything from the internet. Nothing ever gets yeah. deleted from the internet. No. Yep. It's not how it works. So anyway, that, I, that's a, I think that was really well said, uh, Logan. That's a, a really good example of the importance of this and what is actually going on. Now, I, I guess we're just gonna have to wait for more details to see if this actually was legitimately sold. If there's any proof of that, I'm sure we'll get some more updates in the future, but that's where we're at. And, you know, just warning, like don't, don't download illegitimate versions of things. Not good. <laughs> The thing that I think really kind of hits home is it, it feels like CDPR, part of it on their own part, but they've just had a really hard, hard year. And I, I think, you know, as fans of Cyberpunk, um, fans of Witcher 3, you and I could probably both agree that some of this is warranted, but not to this extent. No. And no. I, I really just, I feel so bad for the people that are impacted by this and that I, I can't wait for the day when people can talk about CDPR again and the good things that they've done to r repair their reputation with the, the, with, with people in general, with gamers and stuff. I, I can't wait for that day because I feel like there's so many things in work, so many cogs in, in this clock that are turning that force everything to come to a head that when, you look at a situation like this, you're like, you know, that you didn't need to do that. You really didn't. And it would have been so much better if we could have focused on just letting this company repair the relationship with us as opposed to trying to, to get one over on them because money. Yeah. Yeah. There's never a reason to, to seek somebody else's failure. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, that individual in the company has traditionally made bad decisions. I hope the company replaces them with someone else. Like that's a very legitimate complaint, you know, like, oh, I don't like the CEO of this company. I don't agree with many of the decisions they make. I hope they replace the CEO. That's fine. Like you can, you can, yeah. but that, you know, so maybe that CEO needs to go work for someone else and do something else because that this is not the best place for them. That's great. Go find what they're supposed to do and make better decisions with your life, you know, but it's another thing to say, like, I hope, you know, I, I want bad things to happen to them or I want bad things to happen to this company. Like, how does that, that doesn't help anybody. Like, let's, let's get behind them and say, let's hope they make the right decisions. Let's hope they repair the relationship they have with the fans. And let's hope they keep putting out better content that improves the game, expands on the game, and eventually gets us to a place where we're all, or at least most of us are happier. You know, like let's, let's all root for them to succeed because we all win if they do right like yeah. that's the only way for us all to get what we want is to root for each other's success and be supportive 
So why not do that instead? Um, yeah, it doesn't really make sense to be bitter and, and vindictive. Vindictive. That that doesn't make any sense right? to me at all. It is it is the most illogical response to anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 really looking forward to the Snyder cut of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah, the Snyder cut. Right, right. It'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I think that that sums it up pretty well. Um, thanks, Logan. Do you have anything cool going on that you want to talk about? Uh, nothing outside of the normal. Sea of Thieves still going strong. Kill Hauled is still my baby, and I'm taking care of my folks uh, on that. So if you guys ever wanted to give uh, Sea of Thieves a shot, um, there's plenty of ways to do it on PC as well as Xbox. Sorry, PlayStation users. I would love for you guys to jump in and, and see what I get to see on a regular basis. Uh, it's a great game, and hopefully you get a chance to play around with it. But outside of that, not much. Um, I hope everyone had a really good weekend. I hope everyone had a, a good Valentine's Day, whether you're alone with your computer or whether you're with a loved one or, uh, you know, if you have cats, you know, enjoy that time with your cats, <laughs> snuggle up with them. Or dogs, um, or dogs, or dogs. Or hamsters or bunnies. Dogs, uh, sure. Yeah, dogs too. Yeah, mice too, I guess. It's it's not cats, but you know, still. Cats are the worst. (laughs) Um, Yeah, see if these has been on sale. I've been contemplating getting it. I I, I played it when I had a uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, Yep. And it's fun. And I've I've contemplated jumping in with you. I I would, I just, maybe I should just buy it. It's like 26 bucks right now. yeah it's yeah, cheap yeah. it's so cheap right now yeah yeah let's see um <laughs> well, what do you got going on though? Uh, uh all the normal stuff i've got a bunch of shows we've got um man we've got new shows showing up in our rocket club the robots radio rocket club is the the group that i put together where i um kind of mentor people who are starting their own podcasts and help them with editing and creating the show and defining what the show's about and then marketing the show and doing social media and all these sorts of things we're now up to seven shows. I was going to cap it at six, but I had two conversations yesterday with two potential shows and they both wanted to sign up. And I was like, well, okay, I'll let you both do it. Cause I couldn't tell one yes. And then the other, no, just because I had a conversation an hour later with them. So, so this is our group. This is our initial group of seven shows. Um, they will check out the website, check out, uh, the robots radio discord, their links and all those places. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of, fun creators with really cool ideas, putting out some new shows. And if you're interested in doing this, I may start a second class, uh, coming up soon. So feel free to reach out. If I have enough interest, I can do that as well. And we'll set up a a second class where we have like a weekly call and we go over all that kind of stuff. Other than that, you know, just been playing the regular games and doing my regular thing. And Logan's obviously having internet problems, but he's coming back and there he is. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, lots of, you know, still busy with everything as I normally am, but things are good. All right, Logan. Well, thank you, chat, for being here. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We will see you next time. Stay safe in Night City. And uh, maybe we'll be back next time talking about some more characters or something like that. We'll come up with something, I'm sure. All right, guys. Talk to you later. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com 
or follow us on Twitter at CyberpunkLore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.